Black Butterfly back for another episode of Area 21, the Underground Takedown, episode 17. We in there, y'all. What's 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 good, ladies? Y'all here with me? We here. What's up, King Friday? In the hood. What it do? <laughs> Ashley coming in with the vocals. She, I don't know. She, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she lit? Over there, I'm high off of life. I feel you, girl. I be high on, I be high on something else, but it ain't life. Life is good, but shit, weed is great. Uh, <laughs> uh, before we before we before we start uh, going off on tangents and chit chatting and such, I definitely have to um, shout out to Kristen with Express Yourself, um, y'all. If you if you listen to us, uh, she was on a previous episode. I can't remember the number, but it was, uh, and she also uh, doing the Area Twenty One on One. Um, with her with her group express yourself and she mentioned that they were doing a community-wide baby shower in Nashville and we're pleased to announce that it will be happening June 11th 2017 is that the Saturday what is it Saturday? yeah yeah this yeah, Saturday Friday or Sunday yeah this weekend there we go this weekend the Nashville <laughs> community baby shower presented by express yourself join us for fun food and prizes June 11th 2017 from 2 to 4 p.m. And the address is 2320 West End Avenue, and that's in Nashville. Um, you can also find that posting on our Area 21 podcast Instagram page. Uh, we'll repost it again because, it, you know, we posted it a while back when she first uh, announced it to us. Um, and so we'll, we'll post that because it's this weekend. We definitely want to, you know, show up and show up for her. So don't forget this weekend, 2320 West End Avenue, the Nash Village Community uh, Baby Shower, sponsored and brought to you by express yourself is going on more info can be found at area 21 podcast on instagram twitter and facebook that's what's up so um yeah now that we got the you know the the, the business out of the way for for, for 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 what it is y'all already know but uh, the listeners don't know shout out to the listeners we love y'all and we try to be consistent you know we we don't want the stigma of not being consistent and normally we record on a Wednesday, and the episode's out either Thursday or Friday. Um, but, and I think the episode still came out on Friday. It might have came out on Saturday. But what happened was my entire freaking hard drive crashed, and I couldn't access the files. And so I spent literally a whole entire day trying to recover my hard drive and then was able to edit and post up so you know, apologies for everybody who, you know, may or may not expect that the episodes come out on time. I know some people look forward to it, so I apologize that it was late. Wasn't my fault. And we're going to try to not make that happen again. But I just wanted to, you know, put y'all on notice so y'all won't be like, boy, them niggas being niggas now. Can't do nothing on time. They ain't reliable. It wasn't my fault. But, yeah, uh, Black Butterfly, you did something You did something pretty cool this weekend. You've been, you been getting invited places and such, right? Yeah, you know, God is really working um, behind the scenes. So I actually was invited out uh, by the ladies of Violet Flower Boutique here in Nashville um, and Fab Glance, who is also a uh, Nashville blogger. I believe she um, 
has some type of ties to the business. I don't know if she's like part owner or just the marketing and promotions person. But anyway, you know, they reached out to me via Instagram and invited me to come to their pop-up shop this past weekend as a guest beauty influencer. Um, so being that I was a guest, I got uh, special discounts on some of their latest spring fashions. And I was also given a free jewelry um, accessory. So it was a very great experience. Y'all know I love to shop. Like, that's a given. So um, I was able to buy some great couture, like boutique finds, um, at a uh, fraction of the price it normally would cost. Um, They had uh, free cupcakes and wine, and I definitely got a chance to canoodle and meet with other fashionistas and uh, already well-established, you know, uh, fashion and beauty bloggers here in Nashville. And the crazy thing is most of us have M names. Uh, the one that does Fab Glance, her name is Melissa. The one that does Scales of Style, her name is uh, Malika. And here I am, Fly Girl Fashions, Marissa. So I'm like, girl, I, these M names just really be fly. We just really doing something out here in these streets. I'm definitely thankful for the opportunity. Um, so shout to Fab Glance and Violet uh, Flower Boutique for extending the invitation for me to come as a guest beauty influencer to this pop-up shop event. And um, be on the lookout. Be on the lookout. Um, you know, I, I got a few other things that people have inquired about me um, for, uh, like a fashion show and a, a, a citywide clothing swap event. So hopefully those will be in the works um, coming up soon. So, you know, just shout out to God and just shout out to my supporters and um just to be moving man seeing your work coming to fruition because it ain't easy so yes no it is not and i'm going to accept my award on my behalf because if that didn't sound like the most gracious award acceptance speech i was like yes lord giving honor to god mm-hmm. who is ahead of my household but um <laughs> oh yeah and if y'all want <laughs> if y'all want to see uh see them see them shades uh black butterfly had on studding on these hoes uh, definitely remember to follow Fly Girl Fashions on Instagram. That's F L Y Y G R L Fashions. Fly with two Y's because it's twice as nice. I always tell y'all that more than twice. Um, but you can see what she had on. You can see, you know, some of the venue. It was a real nice setup. Them shades you had on was killing them. Had on that, uh, had them shoulders out, killing them. You know what I'm saying? Go see that whole outfit. Like, what if I be staying fly? And y'all, and you know what I'm saying? If you refuse to listen to it when she goes to the fashion segment, and I don't know what the hell is wrong with you, but we'll get to that later. Um, hey Millie, go ahead, go ahead and get on, get on your bragness. What you did? You, what did you do? Besides, um, brightening, besides brightening the young people's future, a couple of weeks ago, giving graduation <laughs> speeches and such. Y'all all like, y'all both listen, listen, people. <laughs> I don't be doing shit. I, I just be, I just go to work. I come home, drink me a beer, roll me up one. I watch, you know, what I'm saying, I watch something funny. But my two I co-hosts, mean, they be out here in the street. You have your businesses, King Friday. You have a lot of Yeah, you do be busy. Yeah, you, 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 yeah. you do be coming to frog on the computers and stuff Aye. like that, getting down to business. You're a businessman, an entrepreneur. More, I do a good job I of making it look like it, don't I? I mean, because how many businesses <laughs> do you have now? I mean, because you always be. You got to be about five. You might say <laughs> you, you don't have, you, you don't, you don't be doing them, but nah, you do play, you do. But uh, what did I do this weekend? Um, I went out with a couple of friends and um, just enjoyed myself. I, I'm at the point in my life where as, why not just enjoy yourself? You work hard, you play hard. Just just live your life. And um, that's what, I, what I've what i been doing lately. Hey, it's summertime. Hell, I'm out here looking. 
Well, I see you. I see you. Uh, I see you over there being modest, but then you host a birthday party or something. I did. I did. See, I hosted look. one of my friends' um boyfriend's birthday party. Be all my I just went out and, right, she just, I just I just went out, had some fun. Girl, you was working. <laughs> Let me tell y'all what this what this pale chicken face bastard said. 
he was he was in an interview with Sean Hannity on Fox News, of course. Hannity actually said, "Don't you wish you went to Washington so you could be dealing with this every second of every day?" To which Baby Cheeto replied, "I've never seen hatred like this, and to me they're not even people. It's so so sad. I mean, morality's just gone. Morals have flown out the window." We deserve so much better than this as a country. But the real pain he wants us to know is being felt by his family because they try and obstruct a great man. They try and obstruct his family. They come after us viciously, and it's truly, truly horrible. Uh, he said it's also truly disgusting. I don't know. Basically, it was this it, it was this motherfucker who looks like he actively participates in the purge, sitting on TV crying. Well, he wasn't crying, but he was just like, you know, they're trying to, you know, I've never seen hatred like this. I really, really, really want all, all delusional white people. It got to be just white people that just think like this is the most hatred, the most this is the most we've ever seen anybody go against the president. Clearly, the past eight years never happened to these people, which is believable because if you're that delusional, you can make eight years of your life disappear. But for eight years, you know, people hung Obama uh, heads. Uh, dolls, whole bodies, pictures uh, from trees, poles, spray paints, uh, nigga this, nigga that. Every kind of racist thing racists have ever done was done during Obama's presidency. And this this chicken cutting face motherfucker has he had the Trumptonian ball sack to say he ain't never seen <laughs> hatred like this. So. A smooth fuck you to Eric Trump for being that motherfucking bold to say some bold-faced lying shit like that and for also, uh, you know what I'm saying, being a bitch, you know what I'm saying? In my opinion, he's being a biatch. So moving right along to some very, 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 very positive news. Apple Music is uh, losing an executive. That's not the good news, but the good news is that the executive that they're losing, uh, Bazoma St. John, a black woman... When I say she's a beautiful chocolate, she's a beautiful chocolate black woman. Uh, she's leaving Apple Music and going to Uber. And uh, if anybody's been paying attention to Uber, Uber's had a you know a little bit of a diversity problem. And so uh, they're acquiring her, and they're also acquiring uh, another female, uh, you know, another woman. She's a professor. Uh, I, I I I gotta find it. It slips away from me. But Bazoma St. John, she's leaving Apple Music. She was the global consumer marketing head at Apple Music and iTunes. Uh, so they're bringing her on at Uber as a chief brand officer. So basically they're hiring a black woman to, you know, pope that thing. You know what I'm saying? She she finna Olivia pope that thing. That's what they're getting. They're getting her in. She, she's been the, uh, you know, the head of global marketing and branding for Apple Music and iTunes. Uh, and everybody knows how successful they they are, you know, especially with that diversity. If you look at their ad campaigns and things like that, it, it's very diverse, very uh, open-minded, and you know, accepting. Um, and so now Uber's bringing her on, so hopefully that'll you know bring some good to Uber. And everybody know black women, you know, are best at fixing every fucking thing. So Uber is Uber pulling a smart move. They hiring a you know black woman to help them out, and they need it. I'm a, you know I gotta get y'all's opinion on this, but uh, Childish Gambino, aka Donald Glover. Uh, announced that he's uh, his next album will be his last album. I don't know if y'all listen to him, but I know everybody listened to this most recent album, especially with Redbone on it. Like Redbone is like it's like one of the best songs I've ever heard in my life, especially from an artist of our you know of our time period that we're like we're we're 
we watched him, we're growing with him. Not like an old mm-hmm. school act, but it had that really great feel. So just uh, you know, I don't know if y'all have heard about it, heard it or not, but you know, just your opinion on you know him saying basically what he said was um, he doesn't he doesn't it's not that he doesn't need music anymore, but he basically didn't want to like keep pushing himself to music to the point where he just like gets stagnant. And he's like, you know, you get on radio and then now you're always on the radio. Like he didn't want to oversaturate himself, but. Um, me personally, I'm, he's one of those people that, you know, you, I respect him as an artist, especially in the music form, because he's very unique. He's very different. Um, uh, even like, I, you know, I got a couple of his mixtapes and his last album, like I said, is like amazing. Um, so I, I do feel like it's one of those things where like, I want him to stay just for the culture because of what he brings to it. So I am kind of sad to, you know, hear that his last album, his next album will be his last album. So, you know, Black Butterfly, you know what I'm saying? Just, you know, what's your opinion on it? Um, I'm definitely disappointed. I was kind of late getting on Childish Gambino. Uh, my boyfriend has actually listened to him before because um, he listened to a lot of eclectic music. And um, I think he might have mentioned him a while back. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, but uh, once I actually started watching his show ATL and then I watched Get Out and I found out that the intro song, Redbone, that was the intro song on Get Out and I really liked it. So, I was like, I've got to listen to this man's album. So um, I did, and I was completely entranced by it. Like, literally for days, AJ, if not weeks, I listened to that thing day and night, like whole CD all the way through. Um, and like you said, he just brought something different, you know, for him to be in our age group and not doing this mumble rap and, you know, all of this foolishness. I really enjoyed it. And, you know, he definitely put me in the mindset of an era that, you know, I love, even though I didn't live in this era, but I love the 70s. And his album was very much so, like, Boosie Collins, like, soul funk. Like, it was just amazing. And I'm very sad on his decision. But, hey, he might be pulling a Jay-Z. Who knows? It could just be for publicity because Jay-Z done said he was retiring about four times and he keeps coming out with albums. So, yeah, it may just be a temporary decision. And I feel also when you're a creative and when you're a jack of all trades like he is, such as, you know, being able to act, being able to sing and produce and other things, you have a hard time really honing in on what it is that you want to do because you always got so many ideas and, and so many things you want to do and your mind is constantly turning. So it might just be one of those areas where he's struggling artistically because he just has so much talent and he wants to just extend, you know, himself into other avenues i honestly don't think we've seen the end of them yet but if if it is i can personally say that i'm sad about it because i'm definitely a fan yeah most definitely hey millie what's your what's your thoughts you know to be honest i really never really listened to childish gambino like that and really just got more familiar with him on the acting side of the movies that i've seen him in i think it it's just a, a decision that he wanted to make in taking um, his career to the next level. You, In my opinion, you see a lot of rappers or singers, they're kind of getting away from that music persona and going into, like, that Hollywood or, you know, more of acting, which we see as, like, um, T.I., yes, he still raps, but he's doing, you know, more of acting. You see Bow Wow, of course, you know, had all of those records, and then he kind of shifted his focus into acting. So I, I think more so, um, you know, it's a good it's a good thing for him. 
I, I do like his song. I, I I can't think of the name of it, but it was like, you know, now say what? I love that song. Oh, Redbone. Um, Redbone. Okay, yeah. So you know, I, I think it's a good and positive move. I, I'm I'm I agree with Black Butterfly. I don't think we will see the last of him because, like she said. Um, Jay Z went in retirement and boom, he came back out. You know, maybe he his focus is more on the Hollywood realm. Like he he's getting ready to be in um an up, another upcoming movie, Spider Man Homecoming later on this year. So I mean, and then he won a Golden Globe already, and that that is you know a, a very prestigious award for his you know show that comes on FX. I, but I think it's a smart move, but I wouldn't count him out just yet because we, we've seen how people go into retirement on the music side and they come back out with a with an album. So I think, you know, maybe he's doing that for for a good reason, maybe to get him himself more out there. So, you know, good luck to him with that. Yeah, most definitely. And one thing I can say is, you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of sad about it, but with 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 Donald Glover being the creative type person that he is, uh, he might he could be like you say he could be saying it now, and honestly he could probably you know a couple of years from now after because he's got a lot of stuff lined up like you said, um, Atlanta they're working on the uh, Atlanta the new season is is uh, they just got done doing that he got Spider Man Homecoming coming out, they say he's supposed to be in the the new Lion King that they're gonna redo he's supposed to be playing I think I think he's gonna do the voice of Simba supposedly so. No, he got a, he got a lot of stuff, but I wouldn't be surprised if like you know, once once that kind of calms down, his his schedule calms down, and that music calls to him again, he might reinvent himself and come out with a totally different name. So you know, I I, I look forward to it either way. That like y'all said, that TV and that movie money is gonna always outweigh that music money. Trust and believe, especially if you got a deal like you getting sixty to seventy thousand dollars per episode. Because uh, he was on the uh, the TV show Community, and I think they got paid like you know sixty seventy per episode, and you know that's a you know twelve episodes a season, thirteen episodes a season, that's a little over a half a million dollars. Uh, you ain't gonna make that rapid, uh, not you know what I'm saying not not unless you touring your ass off, and you know with his schedule he can't really do it. He just did a uh, Governor's Ball, which is where he actually made the announcement, but. No, we'll stay tuned. And if not, we'll we'll ride out the red bone for the rest of our lives because I know that whole album, uh, Awaken My Love, is the shit. I love that fucking album. Um, especially, ooh, especially the Chopping the Screw version. If you ain't never heard the Chopping the Screw version of Childish Gambino last album, Awaken My Love, do yourself a motherfucking favor and go listen to that shit. And listen to Red Bone Chopping the Screw. You're damn near busting on your goddamn self, and I ain't lying. But uh, moving right along, going higher and higher. Time for my favorite segment and everybody else's, the urban landscape, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and as always, I definitely got to say shout out to the urban landscape sponsors, Rolling Paper Depot and Seasman.com. Uh, if you want to check them out, definitely head over to Area21Podcast.com. Click on the Sponsors tab and click on Rolling Paper Depot and Seedsman. Uh, go check out what they got. Seedsman got the seeds uh, for the uh, collectors, not the cultivators, wink, wink. And Rolling Paper Depot got all the supplies you need. Rolling papers, rolling trays. They got jackets, hats, uh, bongs. They got everything you need, uh, you know, to to partake. So definitely check them out. Uh, but the strain of the week this week is Cinderella 99. Um, and Cinderella 99, otherwise known as C99 or simply Cindy, is a sativa dominant hybrid bred by Mr. Soul of Brothers Grimm. 
She is best known for her potent cerebral high, sweet fruity flavors, and epic yields. According to Mr. Soul, Cinderella 99 was created using seeds found in a Scentsy branded two gram package of Jack Herrera purchased at an Amsterdam coffee shop. Cinderella 99 is very popular with indoor growers because of its short, bushy stature, high yields, short flowering time, and high THC content, which is up to 23%. Cindy's effects are usually described as dreamy, euphoric, and uplifting. Um, and medically, it's good for depression and stress. And in my personal review, all of that is true. Y'all know I love, 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 love the sativas. I love that cerebral high. So definitely, you know, head on over to your local dispensary or distributor and ask they got that Cinderella 99 on Dizzy. And on to some uh, high news. Colorado is uh, making steps. They're not the first, but they're uh, they're jumping on the train, which is, you know, another big step, you know, in progression as far as uh, ending prohibition on cannabis. Uh, but the Colorado governor uh, signed a PTSD cannabis bill into law. And of course, I'm getting my news and my strain information from Leasley.com. Uh, after a hard-fought effort by veteran groups and patient advocates, Colorado has now added PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, as a qualifying condition for medical cannabis. Governor John Hickenlooper uh, signed the bill signature SB17 uh, on Monday, easing access to cannabis for individuals suffering from PTSD and allowing them the opportunity to talk openly with their doctors about using cannabis as part of a treatment plan. Uh, up until this point, Colorado was the only state that denied a request to add PTSD to its uh, list of qualifying conditions, uh, but now they have joined 19 other states, such as Puerto Rico, D.C., Guam, and others that have now added that to the list. So, Colorado, shout out to y'all, but that is a major step, especially for veterans, uh, where they're trying to get into where veterans can use uh, cannabis. They've seen the effects that uh, cannabis can have on easing uh, the pains and the trials and tribulations uh, that go along with having PTSD. So shout out to them for that. And in kind of an update, uh, Nevada, uh, you know, previously I would let y'all know that Nevada was uh, trying to get recreational uh, marijuana uh, for sale uh, by July 1st. Uh, in an update, the lawmakers have now set a cannabis tax in Nevada. So it's going to be 10% for retail and 15% for wholesale and the money, uh, the revenue that is going to come from that will largely fund over the next two years a $20 million boost for the state's opportunity scholarships and provide $25 million to the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, UNLV, contingent on matching funds from private donors. So definitely uh, shout out to Nevada. They own, they own the way. They say by July 1st. So, you know, it might be a, it might be a, it might be a real hot summer in Las Vegas, if you know what I'm talking about. I'm trying to make my way there. Don't let a... Hey, once, I, once I get that word, it, it might be a thing. Y'all might need to come with me. I'm dead ass serious. I don't care if you smoke or not. We'll get you a couple of brownies let you get loose. Um, and the final piece of news, of course, coming from Lizzie.com, the California Assembly uh, okayed a bill that would prevent cooperation with the feds from enforcing laws. Uh, Assemblyman Reggie Jones Sawyer, who's a Democrat from Los Angeles, was the one who authored the bill. And uh, basically, he said it, that legislation is necessary to protect the state's legal cannabis system from the Trump administration, which has threatened to step up enforcement of federal prohibition. Uh, and a lot of people were against it, but they also said um, that basically it was there to protect the ones who are legally operating. Uh, and then also, you know, kind of expose the ones that are legally uh, operating. They said there's about 1,400 illegal dispensaries operating uh, in Los Angeles right now. So that 
you know, if the feds did see fit to bust them, uh, you know, law enforcement wouldn't have a problem with, you know, aiding in that aspect because they're illegally operating. They're operating outside of even the state law. But for the businesses that are legally operating within the state laws because they have legalized it there, California has passed a bill now basically stating that local law enforcement can't, uh, basically not putting them in a position to where they're having to, you know, get, uh, you know, put people at a disadvantage taxpaying citizens that are operating within the state's laws. So shout out to uh, California for getting that law passed. Uh, you know, we'll definitely keep an eye out on, uh, you know, the response from uh, Cheeto and his, his, his motherfucking cronies. But uh, that'll about do it for this week's Urban Landscape. Definitely got to give a shout out once again to our Urban Landscape sponsors, Rolling Paper Depot and Siegeman. So definitely head on over to area21podcast.com click on the sponsors tab and click on seedsman and click on roller paper depot get yourself some supplies and some seeds for the collection not the cultivation and uh you know we'll see you next week moving right along because we got we start at the top of the street grab that blunt get blizzed and then we're gonna head on down and we're gonna get some fashion from my girl black butterfly black butterfly what's going on in fashion this week all right, yo, 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 guys, it's your girl, Black Butterfly, or Fly Girl Fashion. You know, I have a passion for fashion, so I'm coming at you with what's hot in the street. Ladies, you know I got to keep the hair, face, nails, shoes, everything on fleek. So let's jump right in and see what fashion tips we have for you on this week. First, want to discuss Bad Girl Riri, and this article is courtesy of HuffPost Black Voices. And it reads, Rihanna sticks it to the body shamers in a nipple-bearing crop top. Uh, This outfit is the ultimate revenge. Shortly after clapping back at trolls who criticized her body with a brilliantly played Instagram post, Rihanna took to the streets of Miami on Monday night in one very revealing top. The singer rocked a 70s goddess look, complete with an off-the-shoulder crop top, high-waisted flower print Balenciaga pants, a headscarf and hoop, while filming a music video with DJ Khaled. Rihanna has been known to show off her nipple piercings in dresses, tank tops, and red carpet gowns alike. So I definitely want to um, shout out to Bad Girl Riri. Um, I'm not sure if our listeners are familiar with what's been going on, but Riri ain't gained a little weight, y'all. She ain't gained a little weight, and, you know, to me, it looks good on her. You know, she's, first of all, a black woman from the island, so... I guess at one point it was bound to happen. She's a lot more hippier, got a little bit more going on in the thighs, and I think she looks good. But, of course, as a woman, um, we are never free from being body shamed. So, you know, there were actual articles floating around speculating on her weight loss. You know, some people were even saying that she was pregnant, and it just got ridiculous. So um, Rihanna took to her Instagram, and she uh, posted a picture of Gucci Man in 2007, I believe, and then had a side-by-side of that picture with another picture of Gucci Man in 2017. And she was basically like, if you can't take me in my 2017 Gucci, then you don't deserve me in my... Uh, I'm sorry, he said, if you can't take me in, two, in my 2007 Gucci, then you don't deserve me in my 2017 Gucci. <laughs> basically, you know, just clapping back at... Um, the haters um for just body shaming her so you know she's still out and about she's still living life um she just again recently filmed 
uh, a music video with DJ Khaled where she's wearing a, a crop top and high waisted pants and um, you can definitely see her weight gain but she she wears it well and as she should you know what I mean she's beyond it doesn't matter what, what size she is she's gonna look great regardless so shout out to Riri on that and I'll definitely be posting some pictures of the uh, nipple bearing outfit that she chose to wear for the uh, video with DJ Khaled and MIAO onto our Area 21 podcast platform so you can just take a look and see what we had to wear my next article is going to be um, five ways to wear the season's tropical trend and this article is courtesy of popsugar.com but it was written by a I believe an editor or uh, some type of brand strategist uh, from just fab and it reads when the temps heat up it totally makes us yearn for a tropical vacay and while some may be fortunate enough to actually go to Hawaii, Bali, Fiji, others may experience the vacation mindset only in their minds. Well, never fear, because whether you're taking to the tropics or staying close to home, we've got the perfect way for you to feel like you've been magically whisked away. Five of them, in fact. Thanks to these amazing styles from Just Fab, we've got the top five ways you can wear tropical prints. Use the bold motif as an accent to a more basic look or go all out. There's no in-between. Whether you go for a little or a lot, you're guaranteed to be longing for that ocean breeze and Mai Tai probably required. The first look is totally tropical from head to toe. Escape to the islands with an all-over tropical print. Start with a bold floral mini dress. We love spaghetti strap silhouettes that show off gorgeous sun-kissed skin. And then go for bold with printed heels. Look for coordinating hues so there's a common thread between the print. An exotic accent. An accessory is the perfect way to give your look a tropical element without making you feel like you're going too over the top. Printed heels instantly give you vacay vibes. Try a strappy block heel or a Dorsey pump for a touch of ladylike sophistication. Tropical vibes to match. Guess what? Going matchy-matchy with your tropical print is super chic. We're loving the pairing of a bold floral off the shoulder top with a matching floaty skirt. Break it up a little with a den- denim jacket, perfect for when the temperatures drop at night, and complete the look with sky-high heels and a coordinating hue from the floral print. One-hit tropical wanders. One part tropical, one part solid, all parts cool. That's the foundation for these looks, which feature one piece in a super bold tropical print that's grounded in another solid but coordinating piece. Think an off-the-shoulder flower blouse paired with sleek white jeans or a kiki floor skirt made ladylike with a colorful sleeveless button down. You'll swear you can hear the palm trees swaying in the breeze. One and tropical done. Rompers and jumpsuits? Um, yes, please. There's seriously nothing more vacation ready than one and done pieces like these. They go everywhere from the beach to the boardwalk to late back pool parties, and they're the perfect backdrop for tropical print scrappy sandals. Whether you go for a little or a lot when it comes to tropical prints, the vacay vibes are real. Find thousands of styles just for you at Just Fab now and get ready to plan that exotic escape stack. All right, so there you have it, ladies. Five ways to wear the season's tropical trends. Again, this article is courtesy of popsugar.com. So if you want to read it for yourself, check it out on that website. And I'll also be uploading some pictures um, of the five looks that were recommended uh, to get your tropical trend on for this upcoming summer season. The next article I'm going to tackle for Fly Girl Fashions is dealing with five hairstyling tools that are rarely clean but should be often. And this article is courtesy of Essence.com. 
What's the point in spending all of your energy and hard-earned coins on washing and maintaining your hair only to use tools that are dirty and full of product buildup? Cleaning your styling tools is easy to forget but should be an integral part of your hair care routine. Here's a quick refresher on how to sanitize the most overlooked one. Number one, hair brushes. Having a good hairbrush is imperative to creating some of our favorite sleek styles, but because of their relatively inexpensive cost and frequent use, we tend to forget about cleaning them. Think of your hair brushes as makeup brushes. By not cleaning them, you are putting old product, bacteria, and dirt on your hair. Cleaning tips. Clean your brushes thoroughly every one to three weeks by taking a pencil and lifting the hair from the base of the brush. Wash the brush using a clarifying shampoo, thoroughly rinse with warm water, and allow the brush to air dry. Number two, hair combs. Product buildup can leave your hair extra dirty, so cleaning your combs is very important. Cleaning tip. Clean your combs immediately after use by simply removing the hair in the teeth of the comb. If you have product buildup on your comb, soak it in warm water and shampoo for about 10 minutes and then rinse. Number three, curling and flat iron. Ever use one of your heat tools and suddenly become distracted by a musky scent? It's most likely due to product buildup coating the plates of your iron. Using a dirty curling iron or flat iron will damage and weigh the hair down, causing it to look super greasy and smell. Cleaning tips. Cleaning a heat tool is super easy. Take a cotton ball soaked in rubbing alcohol and wipe away product buildup. Be sure to get all the gunk in the tiny crevices of the iron. After this, wipe down with a damp cloth and let the tool air dry. Number four, blow dryer. Yep. Your trusted blow dryer also needs to be cleaned. You may be wondering, how does a blow dryer get dirty? The answer is simple. Lint, dust, hair, and product are often trapped in the vent. And when you avoid cleaning it, your hair becomes susceptible to damage and the blow dryer itself has a shorter shelf life. Cleaning tips. Unplug the blow dryer and locate the air vent of the dryer, usually at the back or the side. Remove the air vent panel and use a dry microfiber cloth to wipe it clean. If you can't remove the panel, try to use the cloth to clean through the opening of the panel. Properly replace the vent cover and plug the dryer in on low speed, letting it run for a few seconds to release any small particles that may have fallen into the dryer while cleaning. And last but not least, turbans, wraps, and headbands. They're the real MVPs in our hair care arsenal because they spice up any outfit and make bad hair days non-existent. But because these accessories are used so frequently and tend to collect lots of product and oil from our scalp, it is essential that we take the time to clean them. Cleaning tips. Cleaning hair accessories truly depends on how often you use them, but hand washing with clarifying shampoo and warm water after every one to two uses is the general rule of thumb. Be sure to rinse thoroughly. We'd also suggest not including them in your laundry load because the detergent can be harmful on your strands. Um, so there you have it, ladies. I know I learned a lot about cleaning hair styling tools. It's just something that kind of is out of sight, out of mind. You don't really think about doing it all the time, but I see that it's imperative uh, for our hygienic health. So definitely take heed. And again, this article is from Essence.com. You can go check that article out on that site if you want to read it for yourself and retain the tips for your personal use. And last but not least, we're going to discuss the CFDA Awards 2017. Um, and this article is courtesy of HollywoodReporter.com. And it reads, CFDA Awards 2017 red carpet activism took center stage at the Oscars of Fashion. Nicole Kidman and Kerry Washington may have been the high-wattage Hollywood draw at Monday night CFDA Fashion Awards, but who was everyone clamoring to meet? 
I'm dying to see Gloria Steinem, said Michelle Smith, designer of Millie. She and her guest model, Martha Hunt, wearing the sequin fractured slip dress from Smith's Fall 2017 collection, both mentioned the feminist icon at the top of their wish list. Minutes later, actress Rowan Blanchard was spotted hovering near Steinem on the red carpet, hoping for a photo, and she succeeded. The annual ceremony, which took place this year at the Manhattan Center's Hammerstein Balboom, highlights the best of American fashion. An idea beautifully represented on the red carpet by Kitman in Asta de la Renta, Washington in custom Parabal Garong, and Heidi Klum in a plunging white jersey halter gown by Zach Posen. But with honorees ranging from Steinem to Planned Parenthood President Cecil Richards, the 2017 CFDA Fashion Awards were imbued with additional layers, choices rooted in feminism and philanthropy. We wanted this beautiful undertone of humanity, and you'll see that throughout the show, explains Stephen Cole, CEO of the Council of Fashion Designers of America. Cole wore tucks by Robert Jeller, CFDA nominee for Menswear Designer of the Year. We wanted to celebrate those who have made a difference, and that's certainly true of the tribute to Gloria Steinem, Tisa Richards, and Janelle Monet, as well as Kenneth Cole as the recipient of our first Positive Change Award. The night conveys a true sense of humanity and caring, and at the same time, with honorees like Rick Owens and Gemna Javaza of Vitamin, it's about the very modern feel of designers as well. So there you have it, guys. CFDA Awards and uh, CFDA stands for Council of Fashion Designers of America. You have some heavy hitter celebrities to attend uh, this event the other night, including Nicole Kidman, Kerry Washington, Lupita Nyong'o, Janelle Monet just to name a few, and I have already uploaded some pictures to our Area 21 platforms of these beautiful ladies and the beautiful gowns and beautiful black girl magic that they uh, displayed at such an event. So definitely go and check it out and let us know what you think. And that will end the Fly Girl Fashion segment of the Area 21 podcast. Um, again, follow me at Fly Girl Fashion on Instagram and Facebook, and just be on the lookout for my blog. Lunch is soon, slowly but surely, but I'm trying to make sure it's right. I want anything with my name on it to be perfected, so you'll see that coming out soon. And I'm out. That's what's up. Appreciate that, appreciate that, appreciate that. Definitely make sure that y'all are following Fly Girl Fashions on Instagram, Fly with Two Wives, F L Y Y G R L Fashions, because it's twice as nice. I keep telling you that shit week in and week out, and I hope y'all listen to me because definitely we, like we said last week, the followers got to go up, got to go up. Fly Girl Fashions got to go up. Air Twenty One Podcast got to go up. Check us out, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Area the Number Twenty One Podcast. Um, and also check us out at area21podcast.com. We definitely got a shout out to our fashion segment sponsors, Lalumia. Definitely go check out area21podcast.com. Click on the sponsors tab and click on Lalumia. And um, now that we did that, we can mosey on down to the to the curb, cop a squat, grab you a cup, take you a sip, and sit your ass on down and be humble. Uh, hey, Millie, what's going on in entertainment this week? Oh, we got the tea. It's really hot tonight for the sip and sip, so I'm going to head and jump right into it. Oprah is finally talking about why she did not want to pick up Underground, y'all, for a third season. Recently, if you guys didn't know, WGN decided to cancel the series despite, you know, huge ratings. Well, Miss Winfrey decided that she can't afford Underground, which is $5 million an episode. And she also said that it, it has a high social media following, but not the numbers to justify it as a business. Now, I know a lot of people were uh, were upset because Underground wasn't picked up by BET and on being a black 
well, let me let me rephrase that, being that they cater to African-Americans. But um, Oprah did say it costs too much to make. So it's not just not where she was going into, in that direction, even though she is friends with John Legend, who is the executive producer for the show. And hopefully the show will be picked up somewhere else. Gucci Mane and Kishi K.R. are finally, finally getting their own TV show. And BET has decided to pick up the upcoming reality show that will showcase their upcoming October wedding, y'all. According to reports, BET will pay for the wedding, which is rumored to be around. Now, y'all got to listen to this. This whole wedding is rumored to be $1 million. And Gucci Mane and Keisha K.O.R. are both going to get some coins from this. When I tell you Gucci Mane will receive $400,000 for this show, and Keisha K. Yard is receiving $250,000 for the taping of all of this show. Now, if you don't know, the show will be executive produced by Carlos King, who is one of the executive producers for the Red Hot Flyers of Atlanta and Hollywood Divas. So be on the lookout later on this year as the Wopsters head down the aisle. Now, Kevin Hart comes clean in an interview that he and his ex-wife, Tori Hart, would physically get into an altercation in a recent Breakfast Club interview. Now, he said he knew he had to change, and he was saying that, am I really fighting her? Am I really holding my hands up if, if she was a man right now? That's it. I'm out. Nowadays, he says that um, when he looks back on everything, it's, it was wrong, and um, now he's in a better place. He and his ex-wife, Tori Hart, are co-parenting, and they, um... They're doing much better, and right now he and his wife and Nico Hart are expecting their first child together, so congratulations to them. But let's get in the real tea for the night about your girl, Tamar Braxton, and Toya Wright, who is the ex-wife of Lil Wayne. Now, if you don't know what's been going on, yesterday, Tamar's son celebrated his fourth birthday, Little Logan. And Tiny is the godmother of Logan. Well, Tiny and, and Tamar haven't been seeing eye to eye. They have kind of been beefing on um, on and off social media. But Tiny posted a picture of Logan and wished him a happy birthday. And T.I. kind of chimed in saying, basically, you girls need to stop this beef and, um, you know, just basically sell up whatever y'all got going on as women. Now, if you ask me, T.I. was, like, being a little nosy, Nisa, stay out of grown women's beef and let them handle it and not kind of instigate, you know, uh, peacemaking or whatever. Basically, in a nutshell, um... Tamar kind of responded back and she's saying that she misses her friend and, you know, the godmother of her children and she wants all of their families to get back together. But in a statement on her Instagram, she kind of calls out Toya Wright, calling her a paperback. Now, Toya, just a couple of hours ago, went in on Tamar. Now, I'm just going to paraphrase a little bit of what she said. Basically, she's saying, paperback Toya, really, bitch? 
What does your non-sincere apology and fake-ass public outreach have to do with me? You are the fakest bitch I know. You wrote all of that pathetic attention-seeking bullshit, but you conveniently forgot to tell them why you were really mad. Now, she goes on to say a lot of other stuff, but basically, um, these two have had beef. And um, Tiny is now back in the middle of it because she and Tamar have kind of, they're, they're trying to mend their friendship. But Tiny did say that she wants all of them to get along because they were once friends too. So we're going to see how this is going to play off. And also, Toya Wright's daughter, Ray Janae, she did a little clapping back of her own on her own Instagram. And she did leave a comment under Tamar's Instagram because she was talking about her mom. So, um, yeah, I think these girls just need to get it together because this, this tea is just too much and tea, I need to learn how to stay out of grown women business. But if you guys missed anything that we didn't discuss in the Sip and Sit, make sure y'all go to Area 21 Podcast on Instagram, email us, and if you got some tea, all you got to do is just hit us in the DM. Like, there's some tea that y'all want to know that I don't get. Make sure y'all hit me up because I will gladly post it. And we can talk about it in the next segment. And that is all I have for today, y'all. That's what's up. That tea hot as fuck. I'll pay good money to see a fist fight between Tamar and Toy Wright because I believe Toy Wright oh, will yeah. scrub that ass. Toy, you got, and you got to understand, Toy Wright, you know, Toy Toy Wright is from my, my my birthplace, New Orleans. And exactly. Toy Wright ain't going to play. And, and, and um, Tamar is from Maryland, so I don't know how they really get down like <laughs> that. But, whoo, you know what's crazy, though? My money is all honesty. Toya read the shit out of uh, uh, Tamar in her post because she, she said everything that everybody thought. She was like, you always looking for attention. You always talking about your own exactly. sister. She was like, you wanted the attention exactly. even when you was in the church and everybody trying to get exactly. their praise on you. You wanted all eyes to be on you. I was like, damn, she thinking my thoughts. I mean, she, she kind said, of read her for filth. Yeah, she read her for filth. And, she said, and she I'm sorry, her. but the New Orleans had to come out of me. I was like, damn, Toya yeah. is in my head because I've been wanting to say that to Tamar for a minute, so... And, and if and and a <laughs> lot of people, I don't think would uh, <laughs> and I don't think <laughs> a lot of people realize really where that beef stemmed from between Tiny and Tamar. Basically, when Tamar was fired from the real last year, Tiny and uh, Monica Brown actually went on the show, and I guess Tamar felt some type of way, and that is where that beef started from of them going on that show. But my thing is. Yes, you're my friend, but I still got to make my appearances. I still got to work. I still got to get my money for coming on this show. That's not, you're not going to stop. Tamar, she, stop she the one to always be talking about get your coins, but then she's going to get mad at exactly. somebody for making an appearance that they get exactly. paid for because so, they're going on the show that she got fired from, and the reason why exactly. you got fired is probably because you was being petty you that you been. Good on. Exactly. Like, Tamar, you know, I, I'm a big Tamar fan. Like I said, I like the Braxes. I watch them. But, you know, she was very, very petty for just kind of uh, breaking off her friendship with Tiny just because she went on the show that she was fired from. I mean, if that was me, if if I was on the show and, and I had a friend that was a co-host on there, that's not going to stop my money flow. At the end of the day, I don't have to answer any questions pertaining to my friend that was on that show or was employed right. by that show. I don't have to answer those questions. I can say I choose not to to answer that, and, and my publicist would say, well, she's not going to answer any questions that deals with that. So, I mean, you can 
can't stop anybody from going on a show or stop them from getting their money at the end of the day. Um, my right. thing is, Tamar needs to grow up. She needs to learn to forgive. It's over. That was last year. It's a brand new year. And and you got kids involved. Tiny's the godmother of her son. And I'm sure Tamar's the godmother of her, her baby daughter. So they just need to be grown women and stop and or sit down and talk. Now, as a woman, yes, sometimes we get in our feelings and we take it to social media, but we got to learn how to just kind of come together as women and just squash the beef because life is too short. So, Ash, don't be taking this personal now because you were getting I into it. Like you were preaching to some petty <laughs> folks you know. Like you know some petty folks like y'all need to listen. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I heard that yeah, passion because, listen, these folks got the money. <laughs> these folks out here got money beefing with each other, and y'all folks right here broke as, uh, broke as hell beef with each other. <laughs> so I need to quit it, too. Definitely got a shout-out to uh, both my co-hosts uh, because we have pulled off yet another successful Area 21 on one interview uh, with a good friend of ours, somebody we grew up with, we know her well, Amanda, uh, but you all will know her and, and love her as Zoe B. She is the host of the Zoe B Show After Dark. Comes on every Sunday, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on WorldStarHitRadio.com. So y'all definitely go check that out. Uh, but instead of the topic tonight, we just going to, you know what I'm saying, throw in a quick snippet of her interview, her Area 2101. Uh, we had the chance to sit down with her and you know, just pick her brain and get into a little bit of insight of her, her brand, uh, and all the sexiness that comes along with it. Uh, you'll understand why I said that once you listen to it. So here's a, a clip of the Area 21 on 1 with Miss Zoe B. Yo, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up? It's your boy, King Friday, as usual. And uh, right now we're going to hit you with another installment of Area 21 on 1. I got Black Butterfly and A. Millie with me. Say what's up. What's up? What's going on, people? That's what's up. That's what's up. On tonight's Area 2101, we have a very special guest, somebody that uh, we all kind of grew up with. We got Miss Amanda, a.k.a. Zoe B., uh, just a quick, uh, quick bio on her. Amanda grew up as a country girl seeking to step into the entertainment business one day. While in college, she started a media organization called Campus Highlights. After graduation, she started her own internet show viewed through YouTube called The Zoe B Show while in Huntsville, Alabama. After moving to Atlanta in spring of 2015, she quickly changed her show to The Zoe B Show After Dark, and the sex venture started from there. So, um, you know, coming off of the last week's Hot and Bothered episode, we definitely had to bring her on. So, ladies and gentlemen, I introduce Zoe B. Hey, how you doing? Hey, girl. What up? Thanks for having me. No problem. Thank we definitely have a Um, but yeah. quick question before uh before Black Butterfly hops into the uh you know the the real interview portion. Where did you get the name Zoe B? Well, it's funny because uh I got it the name while I was in college at Alabama A and M in Huntsville. Uh, my friend Brittany just started calling me Zoe B and everybody else kind of stole that from her. And I just stayed with it ever since. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's yeah, what so thanks to my friend, Brittany. Shout out to Brittany for coming up with the name. Cause <laughs> like, it, it, I, I mean, it sticks out. It sounds like it's crazy because it sounds like, you know, like one of them one of them Disney or Nickelodeon shows that everybody right. watches. I, I actually, like, literally, I thought it might have been your middle name, Amanda. No, it, it is. Now, Zoe is my middle name. 
Oh, so okay. She started, so she was like, I'm not going to call you what everybody else call you. I'm going to call you Zoe. So then she just added the B and just kept saying Zoe B. And I started oh. just stuck with it. Yeah, All right, okay. okay, okay. There we go. Now, yeah. you know where Zoe B comes from, the origins. Right. But, um, Black Butterfly, you go ahead and uh, take the wheel. All right, guys. So it's your girl, Black Butterfly, checking in. And on tonight, we have the honor and pleasure um, interviewing a 4-6 mogul and legend in the making, uh, Miss Amanda Bell, but she goes by Zoe B as her alias. And so we're <laughs> going to just ask her a couple questions tonight to kind of just dive in and just, you know, see what she's up to nowadays and learn all about her brand and her business. And um, so I'm excited for the interview, and thanks again for coming on. So you ready, Miss Lady? Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm ready. All right, all right. So the first question we want to ask you, though, is uh, tell us how you got into the business of TV and radio. Well, I got into the business of TV and radio. Well, I always wanted to really be in that business way before high school and everything like that. But, you know, traditionally, you know your family say, you know, go to college first or wait till you finish college. So right. I was kind of at a standstill with that. So it really got started when I went to A&M and I got involved with the upperclassmen when I was a freshman just doing uh, volunteer work around the um, TV media department and everything like that. So um, probably by my junior year, I started the organization called Campus Highlights, and at first it was just um, me, the camera guy, and maybe one other person to help me set up the lights. But uh, once more students started asking me, like, how you get to do this and everything, I just told them I started it myself. So I was like, if y'all want to help or just start doing interviews on your own, you know, just join the group and we can expand through there. So... Um, started at A&M, and it took off from there. Okay, all right. So this sounds like it's something that you pretty much always wanted to do, but uh, was just yeah, waiting for the, yeah, waiting right for the right moment. time. Right, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. So that sounds great, and I'm glad you definitely have gotten a chance at this point to start realizing your dream, you know, that you've had for so long. Um, so with that being said, now that we kind of know the background of how you got into business um, as far as in TV and radio, um, tell us about your brand. What is the Zoe B brand? What's your mission, and what does it represent? Zoe B is definitely separate from Amanda Bell. So Amanda mm-hmm. Bell, I would say, is, you know, the quiet, observant um, part of me. But mm-hmm. Zoe B is more so outgoing. Um, she's going to get what she wants. Um, she's not scared to say how she feels, uh, what she feels. And it's just just out there. Zoe B is just really out there. Like, um, she can be at a restaurant and all of a sudden we're just talking about sex in a public area, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Amanda Bell, no, not really. She just sit back and listen. 
you know, not say much. So um, I would say the total mission with Zoe B is to be, at the end of the day, the black female Howard Stern. Okay. So um, I don't know if you all watched a couple of his shows or just listened in to, you know, his interviews. But his interview is pretty raunchy. Pretty raw. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, (laughs) he could be interviewing a young lady. Next thing you know, she's continuing the interview with her top off. So it's it's pretty out there. And that's, that's ultimately what I want to do with the Zoe B show after dark. Okay. Well, I see you on that, Miss Lady. Definitely, you know, be bold and be you and definitely stand up for uh, the empowerment of women, especially when it comes to sexuality. So I commend you on that. And I must say, you know, being that I grew up with you, when I started learning about the Zoe B brand and Zoe B after dark, it caught me off guard as I'm, as I'm really? sure a lot of other people. Yeah, because, I mean, of course, I'm used to you being quiet, Amanda, you know, kind of shy. And, you know, they used to actually call, I don't know if you remember, they called you Miranda at one point because people say that, you know, our personalities <laughs> were similar, like when we were in the band, so they mixed our two names together. <laughs> but, you know, you grow now, you know, and we all just kind of grow up and coming to our own. I definitely understand, you know, your uh, thought process of having an alias that separates you from who you are. Um, essentially, that's, you know, what we do on our podcast as well. As you know, you know, AJ goes by King Friday. Um, Ashley goes by A Million. I go by Black Butterfly. So those are kind of our also egos, if you will. Right. And it does allow us to have, you know, just that stage voice or stage presence, if you will, to kind of just, you know, Turn on the charm, just like Beyonce does when she turns into Sasha Fierce. It just gives us a chance to kind of morph into a different person and just kind of yeah. get something out of the norm from what people, you know, normally think we would do just as regular us. So I see you on that, girl. That's what's up. Yeah. Just, just yeah, to interject to. real quick, um, King Friday is not an alter ego for me. This is, this is me regardless. <laughs> like. Well, yeah. I mean, I see you on that. I guess maybe I shouldn't say alter ego because Black Butterfly is me too, but. Oh, but no, nah, I was, I was, I was fucking with you. Yeah. I was fucking with you. I was fucking with you, though. But what I did want to say is how you were saying how we grew up with her and we watched her. I, I just wanted to, you know, just put out there the amount of yeah. shock that I had the first time I saw, like, the Zoe B, like, the photo shoots. And I was like, right, oh, right. I was like, who is like, that? I was like, that's a man. I was like, oh, no, nah. With the risk. Right. Right. Kevin, right. my, my brother. Oh, my man. Brother, um, let me know this all the time. When he go home to Tuskegee and he run into his roommates, I mean, or classmates, trust me, they let him know. <laughs> and I can already know how he reacts. <laughs> right. So that's very interesting, girly. Um, so hopping on into the next question. So uh, what actually made you want to tackle the topic of sex? You know, of course, you stated earlier that you expressed interest in being in the business of TV and radio, you know, a very long time ago, years and years ago. So once you actually kind of penetrated into the business and, you know, found yourself um, a platform or, you know, contacts or networks or what have you to allow for you to make this dream of yours happen, what was it that made you decide to tackle sex specifically, um, you know, in your uh, personal endeavors in TV and radio? Well, um, really it started 
when I moved to Atlanta, um, I would go out to bars um, downtown with friends, and uh, most of them would be, like, with my homeboys. So it would be some people would know my homeboys. Some people, it would just be random, you know, on some randomness where girls would just, you know, try me and um, they'd probably grab my butt or whatnot. And then they'd probably pull my homeboy to the side and ask if they could watch us and just crazy oh, wow. stuff. Like, you, yeah, like, and it, it, like I told some people back in Alabama and they were like, no, nah, you're joking. I'm like, no, I'm for real. So I thought about it um, and I was like, you know what? Two things that will never get old or die. You gotta eat and you're gonna have sex. So I was like, you know, I might as well put a little twist to the show, you know? Yes, 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 yes. Uh and that was just a little snippet of the uh area twenty one on one with Miss Zoe B. If you wanna hear the full the full the full Monty, the full the full hot and botherness of the interview where we get into it with a Definitely make sure you uh, check the podcast listing. Uh, it will be a separate episode on its own. Uh, but definitely make sure you're also checking her out on WorldStarHitRadio.com every Sunday, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the Zoe B. Show After Dark. And uh, definitely can't say thank you uh, too many times to uh, Zoe, a.k.a. Amanda, as we know her. So shout out to her. And definitely follow her on Instagram, the Zoe B. Show, T-H-E-Z-O-E-B Show on Instagram. Uh, and also check her out at zoebtv.com. That's zoebtv.com. But, uh, yeah, I think that'll about wrap up episode 17. You know what I'm saying? Definitely uh, shout out to y'all. Hey, Millie, you got any shout outs? Oh, do I have any shout outs? Like I say every week, shout out to everybody that, that uh, is on Twitter uh, for Racing Mondays. You know, we keep it popping and live over there on Twitter. Race your money, so shout out to everybody retweeting and, and answering questions and replying. And, you know, shout out to them. Yes, 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 y'all, and we don't stop. Definitely uh, shout out to you for uh, for that Ratchet Mondays. I tell you, every Monday I'll be forgetting about that shit till the, till the phone start going off uh, and everybody be everybody be retweeting and replying because A. Millie <laughs> keeps that thing lizit. Yeah, so shout out to you. Keep it Appreciate you for that, you know what I'm saying, uh, every Monday. Uh, Black Butterfly, any shout-outs? Uh, yeah, man, shout-out to everybody grinding. It's just so amazing to see, like, so many, you know, young people our age trying to create our own lane and, you know, not necessarily become rich and famous, but become rich and famous. <laughs> you know, just be our own boss, man. You want my bills paid? I- Right. We want to have our bills paid. We want to travel the world. And, you know, we really out here grinding, like, doing this thing, man. So I know it gets tiresome, but, you know, shout out to y'all. We going to do this thing. So shout out to y'all. Just for the Bourbons and the Cadillacs. Yes. Listen, <laughs> one thing I got to tell y'all before we get out of here is when life gets you down, throw on something, throw back. And just give yourself nostalgia. I feel like nostalgia is that thing that will bring you out of any funk. Don't look at nothing sad like folks is dead and stuff like that. Unless it's a happy moment and you can be happy about it. Listen to some old school shit. Like some old school Master P. Just listen to it. Get yourself out of that funk. 
It's the best thing ever. I, damn, y'all didn't even remind me. I was supposed to do something about microdosing uh, to help people ease into this this cannabis thing, but I'll, I'll try to remember next week. Oh, well. I mean, I'll, I'll keep it real simple for you. If you ain't never smoked, smoke. If you smoked when you was younger and you ain't like it, try it again. You'll probably, you'll probably like it a little bit more, especially with adult stress. I'm coming to find out more and more adults smoke that shit, you dig? Because that shit, you know what I'm saying, it does what it does. So if you tried it younger and you ain't like it, try that shit one more time. Give yourself another try. Eat a little piece of brownie or some shit. I don't know. Figure it out. Do I have any shout-outs? Shout-out to um, shout out to all the fuck boys out there that are still being fuck boys and that refuse to change because that will further help us identify you all as fuck boys and we know to stay away from around you. You know what I'm saying? Me and mine and you and yours. Stay apart. Don't deal with you. Don't like you. Um, shout out to all our listeners and our supporters. We are uh, over 1,500 downloads in over 10 countries. We international. We, you know what I'm saying? I, we, I, I just can't tell you the joy that I feel knowing that somebody actually listens to this shit. Not just me, because I know people will listen to Black Butterfly A Millie. I know they will. But I'm just, you know what I'm saying? I'm just surprised that people with my voice included, they still listen. So thank y'all for that. Thank you for making me feel like I'm, you know what I'm saying, a little bit special. You know what I'm saying? It gives me a warm feeling in my heart. Kind of like when you drink cognac on a cool spring day. Yes. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to the supporters. Make sure you're following us. Area 21 Podcast. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Area21podcast.com. Make sure you're following Fly Girl Fashions. F-L-Y-Y-G-R-L-F-A-S-H-I-O-N-S. Fly with two eyes because it's twice as nice. Shout out to my two co-hosts, A. Millie Black Butterfly. Shout out to myself. Shout out to y'all. We love y'all. We'll be back next week. Episode 17, Area 21, The Underground Takedown. We out. Really?